0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Fact Checker podcast. My name is Michaela Ram. I'm the healthcare reporter for the Gazette.
1: I'm Aaron Jordan. I'm the Gazette's investigative reporter. And I'm Marissa Payne. I'm the Gazette's
2: Cedar Rapids government reporter.
0: Elisha Decius unfortunately, could not make it again this week. He is uh, busy out reporting, working on our IY Ideas magazine, which should be a great product for you guys when you guys are looking for it uh, down the road here. But In the meantime, it is just us three discussing abortion. It's heating up nationwide, and unsurprisingly, it's becoming a quite a political debate amongst uh, Republican and Democrats. For context, this has really started heating up in recent weeks after the U.S. Supreme Court draft opinion leaked uh, that indicated the court was prepared to overturn Roe versus Wade. So... Today, we are going to be discussing a claim Senator Chuck Grassley made about his uh, potential Democratic opponent, Abby Finkenauer, who is the former representative of Iowa. Essentially, this all comes down to a vote that Senate Democrats made last week that attempted to codify Roe versus Wade into law. Uh, The vote was unsuccessful, but essentially, leading up to the vote, Grassley's campaign sent an email out to the public stating, and I quote, Democrats will stop at nothing to ensure their extremist views are enacted into law. Look no further than the bill in front of the U.S. Senate today, the Abortion on Demand Until Birth Act, which allows pregnancies to be terminated from conception to birth. Abby Finkenauer shared her support for this radical bill. So quite a heavy topic today, and we will dig right into it. First, to clarify... The bill is not called the Abortion on Demand Until Birth Act. The actual name of the bill is the Women's Protection Act. I just wanted to clarify that for the public first that it is incorrect the name of the the bill that they are giving, but also to point out that this is a name coined by conservative lawmakers to, for whatever reason, that they have had this trend of kind of giving new names to legislation that lawmakers are voting against and sort of to galvanize their opponents. First off, to clarify that bill, but to get into the language of the bill, essentially, it does prevent, if it would have passed, it would have prevented state governments from prohibiting abortion services before fetal viability and from limiting providers' ability to, quote, immediately provide abortion services when the provider determines a delay in risk to the patient's health. It also prevents states from prohibiting abortions after fetal viability when, quote, the provider determines the pregnancy risks the patient's life or health. So to illustrate Finkenauer's support of this bill, Grassley's campaign in an email to the fact checker pointed out a couple tweets from Finkenauer on May 11th, which is the day the Senate voted for this legislation. Um, In it, she does uh, talk about uh, her support for the bill and namely her support for voting out Grassley to gain the Democrats' majority so they could codify legislation like this into law. Um, we don't have to get into what the tweets say specifically, but it is clear that she did support this legislation and she does support the Democratic Party line in terms of increasing abortion access or not overturning Roe versus Wade, so to speak. And essentially, I think what the nuance of this discussion, though, gets into is, you know, the vague language of this bill and whether restrictions on abortions would be supported by Finkenauer, if any, that is kind of unclear. And the, the vague language of this bill, you know, does kind of, I think, open the door for Republicans, as they have in a lot of different ways to really kind of warp what Democrats are supporting here. So I think this has been a pretty common occurrence with the GOP and the right wing media outlets that they will sort of take Democrats' stance on abortion and really kind of warp it to galvanize their supporters. So there's been discrepancies in kind of how it's been presented. I think this has namely been presented in terms of supporting abortion until birth or moments before birth or really essentially whatever that means. I think this has kind of taken on a lot of ground in this debate, but we're not necessarily seeing Democrats saying that they would support abortion, quote, moments before birth or leading up to birth, right? And to dig into that a little bit, I wanted to look into what late-term abortions look like. And so late-term abortions are abortions that occur at or after 21 weeks uh, gestation, which is about six months, right? And Kaiser Family Foundation really dug into this topic, and they found that you know these abortions really receive a disproportionate amount of attention in news and policy and just kind of broad debates about abortions you know there's really a lot of public discourse about it and unfortunately it's really rife with misinformation is what they've found really late term abortions are incredibly uncommon they make up less than 1% of all abortions in the United States that and that's according to data from the CDC that I found from 2019 the vast majority 93% occur at or before 13 weeks gestation, and then the remaining 6.2% take place either between 14 to 20 weeks. So there's really limited data on why people seek late-term abortions. Really, it could be driven by life-threatening conditions to uh, the pregnant person. It could also be driven by um, fetal anomalies. Um, There's a fetal anatomy scan that takes place at 20 weeks, and that's really when providers can uncover some pretty severe or life-threatening conditions within that particular infant, which may not be conducive to life. So there's really a lot of different reasons why those abortions would take place. But again, emphasizing that this is a really kind of uncommon occurrence. And so I think Grassley's campaigns language that Finkenauer and other Democrats would support abortion up until birth, it is it may be a little bit more severe than what the reality is. Granted, we have not seen Finkenauer come out and say... I support abortion up until this point, or she has not said if she would support any sort of abortion restrictions. So there is kind of a lot of vague up in the air discussion here. And I would like the team's input on what they kind of think about what sort of weighing here. So it is true out does support this legislation, but does Crassley's campaign kind of go too far saying that she would support abortion until birth?
1: So team, what's your thoughts on this? Okay. I'm just dying to jump in here. First, I have to say, I think it's refreshing that we have three women talking about abortion here. And, you know, just in terms of the, what the bill says, I'm looking right now at the Women's Health Protection Act of 2021. So I believe, as you note, it says that abortions would not be allowed after, is it 24 weeks? So the
0: language that I found was that it would prevent any governments from prohibiting abortion services before fetal viability, which experts agree would be at about 24 weeks.
1: Okay. So the only way, according to this bill, that a woman could have an abortion after 24 weeks is if her life or her health is at risk. I believe that is the same as the wording in Roe versus Wade. So essentially, Finkenauer is issuing a statement of support for the measures that have been in place since the 1970s. And from what you tell us in this, <clears throat> and I'm really glad you had those statistics about the share of late-term abortions there are. I thought that was really valuable. Less than 1% of abortions are in that late term, and they could be for the reasons that you mentioned, um, you know, extreme fetal anomalies and things like that. I think this statement that the Grassley campaign made deserves a lower grade. I think it deserves a D. I think it's very misleading. And it's speaking specifically to the comment that she made that they provided the sourcing toward that they pointed toward for their sourcing. She's just issuing support for this bill. You know, she's not saying, you know, and I don't know, I just and also uh, up until birth, 24 weeks is not when a lot of baby most babies are born. If babies are born at that age, they are, you know, often in the NICU. It's a it can be a dicey time for them. So, you know, I think that's misleading. I think it's misleading on so many fronts that it deserves at least a deed. Yeah, I agree with Aaron. I mean, it seems like the
2: intent of this bill is really just to empower medical providers, you know, who have the expertise about their patients and obviously, you know, medically you know, just what that care needs to look like, it's empowering them to make the best decision for the, you know, the woman or, you know, the the person who's going to be giving birth and, you know, also for any of the fetal anomalies that they find, you know, it's just empowering them to take into account all the information that they have and to make the decision that's best for the person giving birth and, you know, for the baby, which I think is a different argument than you know, how Grassley words it, which is saying that it allows pregnancies to be terminated from conception to birth. It's just acknowledging that pregnancy is like a very individual, circumstantial based journey. Yeah.
0: And it is interesting. You know, I I wanted to touch on this in the fact check, but I, I don't know if I really did it justice, just the way the GOP and right wing media have really sort of clung to this idea that like, Democrats and, you know, pro-abortion supporters want to be able to abort a pregnancy up until birth, moments until birth, right? And Kaiser Family Foundation, they talked about this, you know, there are no abortions happening moments before birth or right before someone's about to give birth, right? That's that's illegal. It doesn't happen. You know, and like Marissa said, you know, really this bill is trying to emphasize that um. You know, the the choice as Roe v. Wade has really kind of established, the choice should be between the person and the provider and what's best for that person. But it is interesting, you know, and I wonder if the GOP has really kind of clung to this extreme radical view, because based on what I found from some surveys, Really, the majority of American adults believe abortion should be legal in most, if not all cases. Um, There's the minority really believe that it should be illegal in all cases.
1: So if they can convince people who listen to these statements that, you know, Finkenauer is supporting something new and radical that would allow abortions up until birth, then then, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of, you know, casting this as a different sort of conversation than it really is. Than it really has been than, than Roe v Wade had had um, established. I think it's one thing I think that jumped out at me, and I don't know if, if this is either here nor there, but Abby Finkenauer is from Dubuque, which is like a um, you know Catholic stronghold of the state, and I wonder if there's just additional effort you know to try to kind of put her in this camp because of maybe some of her supporters in that part of the state. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and Grassley's team has certainly pointed out that Finkenauer has received endorsements from abortion activist groups, like I was trying to remember the group, but she has received endorsements, whereas Grassley, on the other hand, has received endorsements from anti-abortion activist groups like Emily's List and, and places like that.
1: Yeah, true, true. And, you know, I mean, it's hard because you can't if you want to run for a statewide race, you're not just appealing to your hometown. You're obviously appealing to the you need to appeal to the entire state. Yeah, absolutely. And I know there's a lot of discussion right now whether,
0: you know, this uh, abortion debate will galvanize uh, Democratic voters in the upcoming elections. It's it's yet to be seen, but it'll be interesting to kind of see how it plays out.
1: I was I was thinking about the language here that that you had called attention to in your check, Michaela. Just calling it, or you know, acting like this legislation is called the Abortion on Demand Until Birth Act by capitalizing every letter of that statement. That is also very misleading, and I think further contributes to my um, my thoughts that this should be a mostly false claim. I don't know how you guys feel kind of after our discussion here. I agree, because like
2: Aaron said, with the capital letters, it really gives the impression that that is the name of the bill and goes toward Grassley's argument of um, you know, how this is such a radical thing. But that misnaming of the bill mischaracterizes what the bill actually aims to do. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely, I think, the tone of the
0: campaign email, just trying to mischaracterize what what this discussion really is about. So yeah, I would support a D. Do you think it saves it from being an F just because it is true that Finkenauer does support this legislation that was up for a vote last week?
1: Yeah, I can agree with that, that she does support abortion. You know, I, I think that gives it just enough you know, truth there that I guess saves it from failing. Yeah, absolutely. Like you
0: said, it is mostly false, right? And that that little mostly is kind of our, our, our lean on, I think. Okay, well, it sounds like the team agrees on a D for this check. I might rehash the conclusion a little bit just to maybe emphasize, you know, why it
1: is a D because of these misleading facts. And then um, we can move it along for this weekend. Sounds great. I think it I think it's such a well written piece. I love um the fact that you included that data. I did, that's something I'd never heard before. And I really think that's a vital part of the conversation. I agree.
0: I think when we're we're talking about, you know, abortions up until birth, it's good to have the data on whether that actually happens and to what extent, right? Definitely. Well, great. Well, it sounds like we are still looking for a fact check to look into for next week. So listeners, if you have anything from politicians that you would like us to check or want us to look into, please shoot us an email at factchecker at thegazette.com. Otherwise, I think that is a wrap for today. Our podcast is produced by Stephen Colbert. Our fact checks are edited by Craig Jamolis and our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. I'm Michaela Ram.
2: I'm Erin Jordan. I'm Marissa Payne, and we will fact check you later.